you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to the book of Acts chapter 6 and 7. We're going to be looking at today in Acts chapter 6 and 7. And as we've been preaching and studying this wonderful book, we have seen again what the disciples experience in receiving the power of God. But I want you to know something. That is not that was not just in the sense for the disciples at that moment. Yes, they received it. They were blessed by it. But I also believe that the power of the Spirit of God today is still available for believers to accept into their life. And I believe we need to be praying as individuals, as, as, as people of this church, God, allow your power to come in me, and Lord, may I experience that And at the same time, as we're asking, God might also say, yes, my child, but this is what needs to be done. And so, at the same time, this morning, I want us to see that in the book of Acts, we find the power of Pentecost. We see the spread of people receiving the Spirit of God, and they prayed, and they received the Spirit of God, and God used that to grow His church in that day. I also believe that as that church grew, and I knew God knew this, but as the church grew, persecution grew. As the message of Christ came out into that area, the Jewish leaders were trying to scare God's people. They were trying to scare men like Stephen. They were trying to do whatever they could to stop the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, as I look at our world today, and as you look at this world today, you know, not much has changed. Our world is still trying to stamp out the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are trying to limit people and what they can share about Christ. They're trying to limit what you can demonstrate or live by. They are doing different things to say you can't pray anymore. We need to see today that they think they can stop Christianity, but we need to see they never could stop Jesus, and so they'll never stop Christianity because Jesus can't be stopped. This morning, we need to pray for that power. We need to pray that the Spirit of God would continue to flow in us and that we would want, not for us, but for Christ of the power of God to move in our communities. Last week... We looked at Acts chapter 6, the first uh, seven verses, and we talked about how there was a conflict in the church between the, the, the widow women of the, the, the Hebrew and the, the Greeks, and they needed help. And so they selected seven men to serve uh, as leaders in the church to help take care of the widows. Well, one of those men that was chosen, his name was Stephen. Now, I know a lot of times, for a lot of you, when you think of Stephen, the first thing that comes to mind is the stones. Well, let me tell you some of the things that Stephen did before he was stoned. Look with me in Acts chapter 6 and go down to verse 8. Go down to verse 8. It says, Now Stephen, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from some of the members of the Freedmen Synagogue, composed both of the Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and some from Sicilia and Asia, and they began to argue with Stephen. 
But they were unable to stand up against his wisdom and the spirit by whom he was speaking. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, We heard speaking blas- we heard him speaking blasphemous words against Moses and God. They stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, so they, became, they came, seized him, and took him to the Sanhedrin. They also presented false witness who said, This man never stopped speaking against this holy place in the law. For we heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs that Moses handed down to us. And all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at him and saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Verse 1 says, are these things true? The high priest asked. You know, in this passage of Scripture, we find that Stephen is put on trial. Here we find that, first of all, Stephen was this layman. He was one of the seven who was chosen, as I mentioned a moment ago, and the Holy Spirit was working through him. He was performing wonders and miracles. How could that be? Because he allowed God to work through him. We need to see today, are we willing, are we allowing God to work through us? You know, sometimes we're so busy trying to manage our life that sometimes we leave out God who wants to work through us. We need to allow God to come inside of us and show us what he wants us to do. And so we find Stephen was this layman. But the problem was, is that as Stephen took the glorious message of Jesus Christ that had blessed his heart, who had blessed his soul, he began sharing it with everyone that he came in contact with. But guess what? Non-Christians started having a fit. They were offended. They were offended that he was preaching Jesus. And so when God's work works, when God, when God uses people to send the message out, let me tell you, they will always be people who get offended and disturbed. Think about it. Go through the history of the Bible. When the truth is preached through the gospel, people will get offended. People will get disturbed. And they will come to trample you down because they do not want to hear the truth of Jesus Christ. Our world has tried to defeat Christ, but the truth of Jesus will set you free. And that is the only thing that can set you free, is the truth that comes from the gospel of Jesus Christ. It will set you free. That's why people fight it. That's why people try to put it away, because they don't understand. It will set you free. And so here Stephen started hearing those people and, and their complaints and, 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 and hearing them and they challenged him. But another thing, Stephen was a layman. But when they started challenging him, Stephen stood there. He stood his ground. And God had given him an ability to speak the truth. And no matter how they tried to talk him down, Stephen wouldn't talk down. He just kept on preaching the truth. I know sometimes we we say, Brother Frank, I, I just don't know what to say. You preach the gospel. You recite scripture. You recite the truth. 
And you know what? It will drive people mad. It will drive them mad. And so they couldn't get him to back down. And so what did they do? They started making things up. They started getting this person. Well, you say this about him. And you say this about him. Does that sound familiar today in our world? When they don't like the truth, they'll get other people. Well, I heard this. Oh, I think they did something 40 years ago in their life. You know, isn't that what we're seeing in our world today? So they set these people up. They put people in there to give false testimony. They had false witnesses against Stephen. They, they, were, not, they were not telling the, the full truth. But you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where people were telling lies against you and false truths and you wanted to speak, you wanted to say something. Your blood pressure, of course, was, was up and you just wanted to say something and, and, and you knew no matter what you said, they wouldn't understand. But you know what amazes me? Look at verse 15. And only God could do this. Look at Acts chapter 16, Acts chapter 6, verse 15. It says, when the Sanhedrin looked intently at him and saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Now, all those things being said, Stephen could have been getting madder and madder and madder and ready to leash out with hate and anger. But when the Sanhedrin looked at him, they saw what looked like the face of an angel. I don't know about you, But man, that was the best defense, wasn't it? He allowed God to use him, even in that moment. Parents, I... I, Okay, all the kids, put your fingers in your ears a minute. Parents, you ever have that moment when you're ready to discipline one of your kids and they have such a look? You say, how can I do that? You know, that sweet, innocent look. You know, that they have, and they go, how can I do that? Guys, when we share the gospel of Jesus Christ, let me tell you, there will always be those who will disagree. And in our defense, allow Jesus to shine through you. Allow Jesus to shine through you. But then, Stephen, you know, even though, even though they were accusing him of all these false things, Stephen got up and he preached the Scripture. He went, you know, in his mind, he went back to the Old Testament and he laid it out to them. In in Acts chapter 7, verse 2 says, Brothers and sisters, he replied, this is Stephen, the glory of God appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia. And he, I'm, I'm sorry, Mesopotamia, before he settled in Haran. And said to him, leave your country and relatives and come to the land that I will show you. Here we find that Stephen begins preaching a message, reminding the people of that day of the power of God and God's divine purpose. God had led Abraham. And and for the Jews and for the non-believers, when you mention Abraham, they knew Abraham. 
And so he was trying to show them that God had led Abraham in a divine direction and purpose in his life. And then I want you to look at verse 8 of the seventh chapter. And in the seventh chapter, verse 8, it says, And so he gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision. After this, he fathered Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. Isaac became the father of Jacob, and Jacob became the father of the twelve patriarchs. You say, well, Brother Frank, what is that all about? What next? What, what Stephen showed them next? Again, in the word of God showed them God's divine promise in the sense that here was the start of the twelve tribes that God was fitting into the plan. And then go down to verse 9. It says, the patriarchs became jealous of Joseph and sold him into Egypt. Okay, they knew Abraham. They knew Joseph. And he was saying, even Joseph was betrayed by his brothers, but God protected him. God looked after him. Yes, what Joseph had to go through was hard. It was difficult. There was times that Joseph were probably thinking, why me? But God was there to protect him, and God used him, and God had him in the place that he needed to be. You see, this is Stephen preaching to them things that they already should already know. But go down to verse 22. He goes on through the story of, of telling them, and then he goes to Moses. This is kind of one of those sermons where he starts in Genesis and goes to Revelation. I know sometimes y'all think us preachers do that a lot, but here we find in verse 22, it says, Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in his speech and actions. And when he was 40 years old, he decided to visit his own people, the Israelites. And when he saw one of them being mistreated, he came to his rescue and avenged the oppressed man by striking him down. He assumed his people would understand that God would give them a deliverance through him, but they did not understand. The next day, he showed up while they were fighting and tried to reconcile them peacefully. He said, men, you are, you are brothers. Why are you mistreating each other? But the one who was mistreating his neighbor pushed Moses aside, saying, who appointed you? A ruler and a judge over us. Do you want, do you want to kill me? The same way you killed the Egyptians yesterday. You see, Moses, again, the story was being revealed, and Stephen was sharing that in, in the events that take place. But follow with me, go to verse 37, and it says, This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers and sisters. And what Stephen was preaching here, he said, not only did God give you Moses, Verse 37, Moses is telling you, God's going to raise up someone among you. Hello, Jesus. He was telling them, and Stephen was preaching all of this. But let me tell you, the leaders of that day didn't want to hear the truth, just like today. People don't want to hear the truth. What does that mean? Do we say, well, we got to change the gospel? No. We preach the truth of the gospel. And we find that, that the leaders didn't want to hear that, but they, those leaders in that day became angry. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know, as a preacher, I, 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 
I guess maybe it's happened. I don't know. But, you know, a preacher's preaching and preaching, and there's someone back there maybe getting madder and madder and madder. At least I didn't have them come up. But, uh, you know, sometimes people don't want to hear that. But then, look with me. Go down to verse 55 of chapter 7. And I encourage you to read this whole chapter this afternoon before you take your nap. Uh, Verse 55 says, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven, and he saw the glory of God. Okay, what's taking place now? Now they have Stephen. They heard all of his truth. They heard the whole sermon. And it made them angry. They made them mad. And now what are they doing? They're getting ready to stone him. They said, we'll take care of you. We don't want to hear this anymore. We're going to get rid of you. And so what we find there in verse 55 It says, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven. He saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. They yelled at the top of their voice, covered their ears together, rushed against him. And they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul, while they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he knelt down and he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this against them. And after saying this, he died. You see, Stephen preached the message and he wasn't at the back door when people were going out saying, good job, preacher, good job. They, They took him out and they stoned him because they were angry. Does our world want to hear the truth of heaven and hell? Think about it. Does our world want to hear the truth about heaven and hell? They might want to hear about heaven. They definitely don't want to hear about hell. Think about it. But what does our world need to hear? They need to hear that there's a heaven and there's a hell. We need to see today that even killing the messenger, even legislating the gospel, should never stop the child of God in presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. They took Stephen. When they had had enough, they said, we're going to stone him. And the religious leaders thought that this would end it, that this would discourage other believers in Jesus Christ from ever uttering a word I thought it was interesting they took him out of the city. It was kind of like, well, we don't want this on our doorstep. Let me tell you, it don't matter where you do it. It marked him. And they took him out of the city, and they stoned him. And even in that moment, Stephen, completely in the spirit of God, I, I don't know how. You think, oh, I hope. Completely in the spirit of God. Didn't focus on the stones, focused on the presence of God in heaven. And then there was a young man named Saul. From Scripture, we can tell that this had a lasting impression upon this young man named Saul that we know today as Paul. Experiencing this man's death. You say, well, Brother Frank, what do we need to do? Simply stated, are we willing to allow the Spirit of God 
to flow in us. Because our world is hurting today. Our world doesn't want to hear the truth. Some people are to the point that they say, Preacher, what is the truth? But this is still the truth. And Jesus says, I am the only one that can bring you where you need to be. Now, I know a lot of people don't want to do that. They don't want to, they don't want to bow down to Jesus. But one day they will. Today, we have an opportunity to bow down to him and accept him as Lord and Savior and allow him to fill us with his spirit and to live our lives as a testimony to him. Our world needs that. People are watching us. People are looking at us. And we need to be filled with the spirit of God. Let's pray. My heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity And Lord, as we look at the life of Stephen, the boldness that he had, the eagerness, the the desire to spread the gospel, and Lord, how he allowed you to fill him. Lord, I pray that we would also allow you to fill us with the Spirit of God to move in our life in a mighty way. Lord, we ask this in your Son's name. Amen. Let me invite you to stand, and as you stand, we're going to sing, and if the Lord is speaking to you in some way, I'll be standing down front. would love to pray with you or talk with you, but you come if the Lord is leading you.